The Banter Prize features strong language and adult content and is intended for mature audiences only. We are live, and I want to go live with the. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if you could hear that, but that's me. That's me popping a cold one, a cold non-alcoholic, zero percent alcohol-free. Oh, really? Our friends at the <sighs> Hop Foundry. <laughs> not, not the Hop Foundry. Although, <laughs> where's our money, Hop Foundry? <laughs> it's been um, one week. We still haven't heard anything. No, this is this is Reinbacher. It's it's. I mean, and I've. Just, oh, I know Reinbacher. Bacher. Audi, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. It's all, it's all about that Audi life. Um, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Um, it's been a fairly productive week, so I can't ask for much more. Uh, I've been good. playing through Far Cry New Dawn, which is an exceptional video game. Lame. I highly recommend it for the gamers amongst you. Um, yeah. More importantly, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. <gasps> exactly. So, <laughs> continuing on the theme of um, bathtub track, which I saw that you engaged with yesterday. I, mate, mate, that was the best bathtub track I've had in a long fucking time let me just tell you that as someone as someone who got into that bath having done 400 uh squats yes 400 done over the course of four days but it's still four fucking that is an exceptional amount well done (laughs) uh having gotten into the bath after doing 400 squats it was bliss it was amazing and and well and truly earned did you purchase the muscle soak radox bubble bath that aldi produces no no i'm missing missing a trick with the muscle soak uh but i did use extra bubbles um not really not really that i have to worry because i mean i have an exceptionally tiny penis so if i took a bathtub trek selfie no one would see anything anyway well i imagine because of the heat it expanded by at least one millimeter so it became a micro penis i mean that's generous that's generous yeah uh what why are we talking about bathtub trek because i engaged in a bathtub trek too um mm. but i noticed that your screenshot um had data playing poker so i was curious as to what episode it was was it lower decks no no how did like no i, I got so 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 someone that i connected with on twitter um and, and if you're listening i'm not i'm not judging you or anything but they were like is it this episode i was like well it's really late in the show your your guess and it's like if you look at the screen it's clearly they're wearing the season one or two uniform so ah, okay i didn't pay that much attention to it because i was in the bath myself at the time Right, if I'm watching a season two episode of Trek, and, and bearing in mind, if I'm getting into the bathtub, I'm not going to be watching shit. I'm not watching Shades of Grey. We're definitely not watching Code of Honor. I don't watch that don't in my bathtub. to make bathtub. you fall asleep and drown in the bathtub. God. Um, right, but if it's, a season <laughs> two, if it's a season two episode of Star Trek and you can see Data, what am I watching? Measure of a Man. Yay! 
got it in one. Got it in one. Got it in one. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So, Measure of a Man was, and uh, I, I immensely enjoyed watching that episode in the bath. Um, I watched a data centric episode in the bath. Which one do you think it was? I mean, how many episodes is data in Star Trek? It's well, very true, but the quintessential data centric episode. Data's Day. Exactly. I yes. thought, what's going to be a really great episode that's so light-hearted? And do you know what I got from the episode after seeing it for the first time in at least a week? That human interaction is so needlessly complicated, isn't it? Like, some of, some of his observations are just spot on. Like, when he goes to Troy and says, well, why don't they just talk to each other? <laughs> it's like, to him, it's so simple. And it is. So why, when we're having issues, do we not talk one-on-one? Oh, that, that's oh. Profundity. I mean, oh, we can get into that for sure. I I do want to say though that you know that my one tip, if you are going to watch an episode of Star Trek in the Bath, is make it as light and entertaining as possible. <laughs> like, don't stick on the siege of AR five five eight. Don't you know, don't stick on something that's going to have you in tears. I sit uh, there and you know. scrub my back to two vicks. Do not put on co-genitor <laughs> or dear doctor. Uh, it's just, it's not worth it. I can literally imagine you actually, you know, two Vix is on and you're just, have you ever seen the deleted scene from Star Trek Into Darkness? <laughs> Which one? Sorry, I'm right, just picturing in my head <laughs> two Vix going, can anybody see that this is wrong? When I'm like, do, 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 scrubbing under the pits. Right, so, so, <laughs> pull it to death. Oh, I better get in between the toes. <laughs> Um, no, right. Um, no, so there's this deleted scene from uh, Into Darkness, which is, uh, I, from my understanding, it was designed to kind of balance out the gratuitous uh, borderline nudity of um, Alice Eve, uh, Carol Marcus. You know, she yeah. has that, like, I'm naked for no reason. Um, so they... They just yeah they decided to have Khan naked for no reason, and uh, there was a scene of Benedict Cumberbatch just kind of like very stoic in the bath. You know you know when you know you're when you're in the bath and you've not uh, in the shower and you've yeah you've not had a great day. It, I was gonna say, is it like that key art from The Witcher where like in every trailer <laughs> is to show him in the bath? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, he's in the shower in this, but it's you know when you're in the shower and the water's just going over your face and you're just like, oh, I've this. seen this. Yeah. Was that not used in trailers and stuff, but like never mm, in the actual film? No, I, I think JJ rolled it out when people started complaining about Carol Marcus, um, Alice Eve's um, kind of gratuitous body. scene. Yeah, it, it was a bit. It was a bit. But one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, yeah, younger Michael wasn't really complaining much at the time, but you know, younger it wasn't that long ago. I know, I know, I, I, I've grown up a lot in six months. All right, what can I say? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no. So, so they kind of had that. I think they kind of. I reckon they filmed it afterwards. I reckon someone tapped JJ on the shoulder and just went, JJ, um, you might want to film a gratuitous nude scene with a dude just, just in case. And he's like, why? <laughs> and then like some dude just whispers in his ear and he's like, oh. Oh, I can't cut it. I can't cut it. It's key to the story. So they just did that. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how we got to that. <laughs> but it's like it's like you know when you're watching a sad episode of Star Trek and you're watching Tuvix in the shower and you're just like, Ugh, what could make my life even worse? <laughs> Tuvix, just 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 the horror uh, of Janeway's decision that she has to make to end that life. Speaking of Tuvix, this is a fantastic segue. So today there was an interaction between. 
the US House candidate for NY14, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who you may have heard of. Oh my God, dude, I was going to talk about this too. Ah, I beat you to it. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, she was basically like, please drop some ideas for the next stream. And Treconomics came in and went, we need to talk about justice for two Vicks. <laughs> And, and she it, said, she said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one is so deep. We'll definitely have to rewatch it, but this is solid. And then my favorite bit is Kate Mulgrew chimes in and goes, willing to hear the crew's thoughts as always. However, shouldn't Tuvok and Neelix should have the biggest say? Oh, wait, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, I mean, because, I mean, I just think that wouldn't it just be wonderful if um, we had a politician in this country who just said, yeah, I dig Star Trek. I'd, I, I'd, I absolutely I'd... love AOC. I'm quite late to the party. Uh, my partner absolutely adores her. And I noticed that recently she got onto Twitch. So I started following her on Twitter. And then I saw this interaction today, especially with Kate Mulgrew. And I was like, this is everything. Wasn't she in the documentary Knock Down the House? Or I couldn't is that, tell you. Is that something else completely? I couldn't tell you. I don't. I, I've heard a lot of things about that documentary, and I've been told by a lot of people that I need to watch it. Um, but it's apparently about some um, some female Democrats who are running for Congress. But um, but yeah, no AOC. Uh, I you know, people love her, and it's it's not hard to see why. I mean, I was watching. Um, I was watching. Did you see the video of Obama um, getting like literally nothing but net? while he was out on the campaign trail with Joe Biden. <laughs> Nothing but net, do like, you mean the basketball he, video? Yeah, he he literally just picks up the basketball like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> and fucking just, and just nets it from like yeah. 15 then, yards. Yeah, and then he says something like, it's what I do, it's what he I'm all about or something. He literally Mark Henry did. He walked off, he's like, that's what I do. And I was like, oh my God, why can't we have 48,000 terms for that guy like <laughs> why can't he be president forever absolutely i mean what is this two oh, terms deal you guys man, got going on man do you know what right when when um uh when i mean because we always knew that um um how have i forgotten his name already I forgot. <laughs> Stunned silence. Um, Is it someone when, running for president? When when Obama started. Oh my um, god! We were just. I know. I don't. I I don't what literally. What is wrong with you? It's been, a, been a long day. It's all this non-alcoholic beer. Been uh, but a when, long day. Yes. When when um, Obama started uh, helping Biden on the campaign trail and doing these videos, I just I couldn't help but watch it and go, "Damn fucking hell!" If I could, if I was in America, if I was an American citizen. I would just go to the ballot and just write. I'd cross out both names and just put Obama. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> just like, he just I mean, oozes charisma and coolness. He, it's hard to match. I mean, the thing is, is appreciate the, you know, American politics, much like English politics is, is, you know, you are running the country, but you still have to answer to a system. So if you're the president, you still got the House of, you still got the Senate that you need to push things through. So, you know, and appreciate the Obama had a load of things that he couldn't quite get done. Most like, much like most presidents. Um, but that guy was a leader. He was courteous and charismatic and... Looked like he fucking cared. Just and an all-round great human being. And, and that's a trait and that a lot of people yeah, lack. He wasn't a total cunt on Twitter. You know, <laughs> he, he just, you know, and, and, and people loved him. And, and I loved him. And, you know, it, I want more than two terms. Anyway, look. At least dude, he's still I, around and interacting with politics. You know, that's a saving oh, grace of some description. 
and, and yeah anyway but aoc no uh, as i saw that i saw that article and i was like two vigs she likes two vigs uh well no she wants to talk about two vigs um, <laughs> i'm so yeah. all over that stream when it happens but what was quite funny is i saw it because trek core retweeted it with just holy shit as the caption <laughs> that's how it popped up on my feed she uh yeah she's she's an absolute hero and i think she's just uh successfully defended her seat in the election as well so yeah uh, she's extremely popular it's the brooklyn district isn't it mm, i think yeah but um i i just think i mean when you know without going too deep into it because i know that you did say no politics michael and then we're like what are we doing (laughs) we're talking about politics well i knew that inevitably i would have to talk about the (laughs) aoc mulgrew interaction because it was (laughs) intense so i knew that there would be some kind of segue but yeah i think we we all need a break from it we 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 do i mean but i i do think that uh, I mean, at the moment, as of recording, it's looking quite positive at the moment. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Um, you know, you, you know, <laughs> you know how I feel about it. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I do feel like even though what's gone on in the world, I mean, we've still got wonderful young people like AOC. Um, you know, so the future is, is you know, despite what everybody says, I think I think the future is still bright. And uh, some of the people that are coming up in politics at the moment is really giving me some kind of, you know, some some hope that we're not all the world hasn't gone completely loopy yet. However, I do want to I do want to move on to something else because this, we're staying political, kind of. Um, but did you see that um, Star Trek uh, wants you to vote for uh, Jonathan Archer as president of the Federation? I did see that. Yeah, I thought that was extremely topical. <laughs> I missed that by like a week, and I'm like, how? How have I missed this? Um, but this was um, this was an article from uh, Daily Star Trek News. Shout out to those guys. I mean, good friends of mine, and, and Chris Peterson in particular. Uh, so Star Trek dot com um, are just doing some sort of like mock kind of fictional presidential campaign. Obviously topical, and I think right now with what's going on, it's. Uh, I think it's important to have like a healthy distraction. Like I did the uh, campaign to get uh, grudge in the credits. I mean, people just needed something. I know. That shocked me. That it's, is it a she? It's a she, isn't it? It's a he. The the cat's a male. Liu is is a male. But some people on Twitter are saying that there's multiple cats. But I've only seen one. But I mean, it. it I mean, it makes sense. Animal animal actors usually. There's yeah, I was multiple. gonna say. Speaking of multiple cats, like I always remember Spot as the short-haired ginger cat from, like, season seven. (laughs) And when I was watching Data's Day, I was like, what the hell is the fluff volume on that? That's not the spy I know of. Wasn't he tabby to begin with? Like, the first time we saw him? I also... Do you remember that episode where Spot gives birth, even though it's clearly a boy cat? (laughs) I mean, it's it's fine, it's fine. The animals in Star Trek can be whatever gender. I mean, we're living in the future and... Of course, I mean mean sex. I mean, yeah, if, if humans can change... You know, if humans can change the gender whenever, then animals can do it too, god damn it. <laughs> it's the future is bright. The future is anything. Is future possible. is grudge. There, future is grudge, yeah. Uh, but no, Jonathan Archer for president, that's something I can get. Do you know what? If Scott Bakula goes, do you know what? I'm inspired by this, and in 2024, I'm running for president. Um, I might just have to move to America and become a nationalized citizen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I find his voice an absolute delight to listen to. I don't know. There's just something about it which is incredibly soothing, you know, especially when he has that brief cameo in Family Guy and he just goes, hi, Scott Bakula. It's almost ASMR. I just want, like, you know me, you know, I'm, you know, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm as hetero as you get, but <laughs> Scott Bakula's fit. 
he he is he absolutely is i i i just i i take him for a steak dinner i would everybody on enterprise was in fantastic physical shape i feel that's why they decided to do all the decon scenes let's see them abs let's see them triceps you know i mean even john billingsley you know even he had a moment to get his denobulan spine scales <laughs> out and uh and i was like damn <laughs> I was like, do you, right segue in again do you know who is fit right and and uh, th- again this is another article that i read like four minutes before we came online it's i like your for- research and i like no, that you're yeah. honest about it yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna fucking lie uh gq <laughs> uh gq have done uh a insight into the real life diet and exercise regimen of uh wilson cruz who is oh, really? uh, Dr. Colbert. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you That's know, another man who is an exceptional shape. Right. I mean, and, and the picture is of him, right? Okay. And he's posing like, and he's smiling like, yeah, you know my abs have abs have abs. You okay. know it. I'm going to have to uh, Google this right now. So please continue <laughs> speaking. And I'm just going to admire Wilson Cruz's body. I, I'm going to send you the link. Let me send you the link. We, okay, we, can, do, we can do that. There we go. There's there's the link. Okay. Um, right. Just, just, I mean, look at the picture of him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Where did you send me this link? Sorry. Oh, it's actually in the chat in yeah, this thing yeah, we're using. Yeah, oh, okay. There we go, there we go. Jesus so, Christ. Right. I mean, like, I'm he's a first trap for me. <laughs> oh my god. That um, smile, like you say, it's yeah, I know I'm hot. Yeah, he he's like, I know I work hard for this. <laughs> Jesus. But but he doesn't look jaded. He doesn't look tired. Yeah, and it, my my word, right? Honestly, right? This this right? So he prepares, right? He spends forty five minutes just preparing his body to exercise. I'm just reading this now. He has a black coffee. I mean, straight away, no milk, no unnecessary additions, just black <laughs> coffee. Then he continues to drink said black coffee throughout his workout. Who does that? It doesn't. He doesn't even specify if it's a second coffee or the same coffee he's been drinking since seven. I'm addicted. <laughs> yeah. I'm addicted to fitness. I've never known yeah. someone to like. Next time I go to the gym when they reopen, I'm just going to take a flask of cappuccino <laughs> and drink it whilst I work out. Oh, uh, but but some of this stuff, right? Like, so so he wakes up at seven o'clock. He has black coffee. He carries on drinking coffee. Right. He he works out from nine to eleven. <laughs> he's forty seven. Good, good number, by the way. He's forty-seven in December. He does not look forty-seven. Right? He well because he works out. <laughs> <laughs> well, very true. He does thirty minutes of core before he does anything. I do thirty minutes of core before I work out. No, <laughs> that is part of the workout. <laughs> It's, have you ever seen? I like, talk about Saigon for a second. I mean, we've both seen it, but the workout video of Drew McIntyre oh, um, that he Christ. did for Muscle and Fitness, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all this." And like the YouTube comments are amazing. It's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is his warm up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, his warm out is ten times as long as my workout. <laughs> and then he does, ridiculous. and then Wilson Cruz does yoga after his core routine. Like, I mean, if I do five minutes of yoga, Chris. I am fucked oh, I know, for a right? week. I can't I, do it. I've been doing this 30 days splits challenge for absolutely no other reason than one day I might be able to do the splits just for no reason. And a lot of that is yoga poses. And it's like, hold this for 40 seconds. And I'm, like, I'm oh. not sure I can. <laughs> I've got stuff in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, i mean i mean absolute mad respect and um, wilson cruz i mean um i i i have a lot of respect for people that care about their body i mean uh, when i look in the mirror i just I, I usually punch that mirror so i have to buy a new mirror every day um but i mean obviously going through what i'm doing at the moment with the squat challenge um it's it's got me feeling quite good about things it's like do you know what if if i actually did take the time um to to focus more on fit i mean wilson cruz takes it to a bit of a, an extreme but it makes him happy and i think that's that's super important you know yeah, he, you prioritize what's important to you and to him it's his physique clearly yeah. but i i think i mean it must have started out as a necessity to it. I mean, he mentions that he needed to have a routine in place for when he was in rent, which is highly active in, in, in terms of what he would be performing. Well, yeah, stage. a lot of musical theatre stars have to be in exceptional shape because they're running yeah. about like, at least twice a day sometimes. Yeah. So, so I mean, it seems, it sounds, for the sounds of it anyway, it seems feasible that you would start it as necessity and then you would just come to love it, right? So I think I think all, you know, all fitness is born out of necessity, but then turns and transforms into love. You don't love fitness straight away, do you? No. And I mean, I don't, you know, I'm a long distance runner, but I don't particularly enjoy running. I do find it quite therapeutic, I must say, because it allows my mind to wander. I'm kind of released from the trappings of everyday life. And I start to think, oh, I could write some music that sounds like this, or I could start this project, or I could work on this. Um, and it's the end result that I always crave, whether it's fitness, whether it's something creative, because mm. at the end, you just feel this immense sense of accomplishment and such an endorphin rush as a result, you know? Yeah, I need to. So it's been over. It's been almost two weeks since I went on my last 5K run. But obviously, with with us now being in lockdown, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm, I'm a lot stronger when I run on a treadmill. Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I just need to go and do it because I know that I can run for at least half an hour. It doesn't matter if it's inside or outside. It will be, you know, I probably won't do as far. You know, I won't run as far if I'm running outside because of the natural uh, elevations and declines, inclines and declines. But, um, oh man, I just need to fucking do it. You do. And in a completely unrelated segue, has there <laughs> ever been... And I know this is probably not the case for you because you have gone through multiple rewatches of each of the series. Is there an episode that you find so shit that you've only watched it once? <laughs> what, of Star Trek? Yeah. Um, I don't f- think so. I don't think so. I think I've watched every episode of Star Trek at least. Well, I mean, discounting Discovery Season 1 because I've only... I think there are episodes of Discovery Season 1 that I've only watched once. Um, all of Picard, I've only watched once. No, that's, I tell you a lie. Uh, I watched the first three episodes on multiple occasions um, just because I was, I don't know, I, that was when I was digging the show. Uh, I have not seen Stardust City Rag twice. That might stay the case. Um, <laughs> um, there might be some episodes of the animated series that... Um, I have only watched once. I don't. I don't recall watching those too many times. But if, if you're talking about the quote-unquote classic legacy Trek, um, I, I think I've seen all of them at least twice. Um, with Deep Space Nine, TNG, um, Voyager, well over multiple times. Um, so I, right I mean... now, I was going <laughs> to say I am looking at the trifecta of abhorrence. I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> 
from actually i'm gonna let you guess what the three episodes are i'll give you the series and i'll give you the season number and you will tell me what the trifecta of abhorrence is and you're not allowed to look at jammer's reviews or any kind of episode list okay okay right you ready so tng right season seven season seven yeah the the trifecta of abhorrence <laughs> season seven. Oh god i mean season seven wasn't a great it wasn't great was it um it was not um i can't remember much of season seven um is one of the is what um hang on, hang on let me <laughs> come let me on because channel your thoughts wait do, they don't have to be in order do they no 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 not at all they just oh, have to oh be okay okay uh, uh, um um the uh, sub rosa yep. um uh masks yep. uh and genesis you actually put them in the order which they aired so oh, shit, did I? <laughs> extra points <laughs> um oh shit um yeah um <laughs> we, we've watched sub Rosa together before i know i've watched genesis on multiple occasions but i have never re-watched masks i've seen masks more than once but every time i watch it i just go um what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit um, this is not it's... like the threshold levels of bad where you just have to watch it and you can't pull yourself away from what's unfolding on the screen. The thing is, masks the thing is, is just gone. Oh, the thing is, though, is is I really try to like masks every, <laughs> every time I watch it. I really because the thing is, is the concept's fairly unique. Uh, the the execution is, I mean, it's cringe, but it's kind of uniquely done. Um, I love the meme. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the, but the set design is is really intriguing in the way the the ship kind of starts turning into this kind of Aztecian weird place. Um, I I kind of really like it. But the story sucks. It's boring and it's confusing, <laughs> and uh, the way it's resolved is just shit. Let I mean, me I'm, read I'm... you this quote from Jammer's <laughs> reviews: "The story is at times so incomprehensible." impenetrable and incoherent as to require three synonyms starting with the letter i for me to adequately adequately convey its bewildering effect (laughs) jammers with the sharpness as ever Um, i know some of these original reviews are pretty lit i really wish that he had um reviewed lower decks yes absolutely because i think he would have been pleasantly surprised yeah, I I think he is pleasantly surprised, uh, and I think that we'll probably see them retroactively um, added to the site because, I mean, do you think I mean, he's the, sitting there thinking I made a mistake? Maybe I mean, but the thing is, is he he's never reviewed the uh, the animated series, has he? So maybe maybe I, he kind of did say that animation kind of isn't his thing, but animation is everybody's thing. I was right? going to say I I once went on a date with a with a woman. And with a woman, and um, <laughs> and I remember she seemed absolutely fine, and she was perfectly attractive, nice enough. But a following day, because it was definitely not a one night stand, um, she it was, basically it was, wasn't it, Chris? It was. It, it kind of was, and she basically <laughs> said that she didn't like animals and she didn't like animations, and I was like, "Are you Satan? See ya. <laughs> you know, See ya. Who doesn't like animals, especially? But animated shows, ah." Oh. I don't. I mean, animated shows for me are uh, beautiful escapism. 
And, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, since since I've been, I mean, since we were babies, you know, animated shows have been great. But you know, adult animation is is, I mean, unless it's most of the stuff on Netflix is you know is decent. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jammers has obviously never reviewed uh, the animated series, so it's probably just a preference. There are there are people out there, Chris, who who don't like everything that we like, which is sometimes incomprehensible. Um, These but people yeah, should I, be sterilized. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do think, I do think though that. Um, but the thing is, is Jammers when he said, "I'm not going to review them," it never came from a place of "it's not trick." No, um, absolutely, I, it was I, pretty I, much logical, yeah. wasn't it? I and I and I will say that I actually to to a degree to a degree to a small degree kind of agreed with what he was saying in that they're making so much star trek now that it is losing its kind of event appeal now i i see where he's coming from i kind of agree i kind of don't i'm i'm a bit conflicted because you know the way we consume media now is so different is so different and um you know you you are now in the position where you can make multiple shows to cater for different audiences and you know i've said it to you and i've said it before on other podcasts that i do want eventually a universal appeal show like what we used to get and i feel like we might get that with strange new worlds but you know fingers crossed touch with that happens yeah, i feel like a lot of people are pitting their hopes on that and i don't want them to be disappointed like i would like that show as much as anybody but I don't know. We both agree that episodic adventures can work. I mean, yeah. Lower Decks absolutely works. But I just feel like the patience of this generation is just a bit shorter. You know what I mean? Well, can I can I just share with you a, a thought that I've had of Discovery Season 3 so No, far? you can't. Sorry. I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Um, <laughs> she. Discovery, she. Discovery Season 3, for me, feels episodic. Yes, I've certainly got that vibe from it too. Um, like the, feel, the adventures feel somewhat yeah. self-contained, don't they? I I feel like I could pick them up out of sequence much easier than with season one or two. Much much easier, and um, you know there there is still this overarc overarching theme of the season. We're gonna still have that. I'm probably ultimately gonna be disappointed with elements of it because it's it's me. Um, but <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't. Are you watching the the Mandalorian? No, I am not a Star Wars okay. fan. Okay. Um, well, um, before you get cancelled, um, the the <laughs> the, Mand- the Mandalorian is um, is the show that I've been saying for almost a year is the show that Star Trek could potentially lean on and utilize the same template because you know nothing's original these days, is it? Nothing's original. But um, the Mandalorian is essentially eight episodes per season, and those eight episodes you can literally take in any order you want oh really yeah and uh you know but there is still there is still this puzzle over the top of it there's still this kind of event there's still this stuff that's happening and uh it feels like that's happening with discovery i mean you know we've we've not got access to the fourth episode yet uh that comes tomorrow um i'm hearing some good things about the fourth episode and and i just get the feeling that i mean the the three episodes that we've had so far you could watch you could i mean take in episode one and two for a second you could take episode two and you could watch that first you you could yeah i think that also works well to the narrative in this season because there was obviously burnham and the rest of the crew arrive at different times so you could literally watch them back to back although i suppose hmm, i was gonna say i suppose it wouldn't make sense with burnham trying to communicate with them if you watched season like, two first, well, you could watch episode um, two. Uh, sorry, episode one as a flashback. 
No, you could. You could. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You're a very um, intelligent man. Much more intelligent than I am. I'm I'm I mean, you're you're too kind. You're too kind. Um look, I mean the thing is, right, is discovery, you know, in, in you know, I know we we've had conversations about discovery. I mean, I struggled so bad. By conversations, discovery. do you mean you just whinge at me via Facebook and I just leave you on red? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that was mainly just Picard season one. Yeah, that um, is when you peaked. <laughs> um, but, but Discovery, I mean, you know, I we we had many conversations. I struggled massively with season one. Um, started coming around season two, but season two's finale just left me so cold, so numb. Um, but now it really feels to me like. Um, you know, anybody that's moaning about this show, like, and, and when I say moaning about it, moaning about it in, in, it, not in the constructive way, you know, there, there are people that, you know, I know people that we know, I mean, there's a Trek on the Tube who didn't enjoy last week's episode, you know, and he, he listed a whole load of things that he didn't like about it. They're things that you could basically argue against and say, well, this is answered like this, but ultimately, um, you know, he was doing it in a way that wasn't like, oh, it's not Star Trek. You know, he was he was trying to make sense of it all and he was trying to be as constructive as he possibly could. Um, there are still people out there, though, who are just never going to give this show a go. And nah. I, I find it so strange that, you know, people out there are just hating on something and they're probably not even watching these episodes i mean using lower decks as the best example there were people who were vitriolically uh, that's probably not a word uh, vitriolically just, i like that yeah, just hating lower decks it's like how many episodes have you seen one watch more <laughs> watch more um because you know if you're judging a show based on one or two episodes Come on, man. Come on. I'm, I'm also really pleased to announce that vitriolically is actually a word. Is it? Yeah. Here's an See, example. He shouted vitriolically at me for nearly 15 minutes. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. How amazingly profound. <laughs> Do you know what isn't profound? Genesis. Ah! Now, I like it, though. I, it's... I... I don't know when Data tells Picard he's going to turn to a pygmy marmoset. <laughs> <laughs> so that's can, peak TNG. Can, can I just tell you that uh, Sub Rosa and um, Genesis are? <laughs> I I I. What did uh, what did did Jammers give them half stars? He gave Sub Rosa half a star. Genesis got an extra half star. See, I mean, I don't know if I'm soft or Jammers is hard or or what, but I would probably give Sub Rosa one. <laughs> i'd give it one why so generous sir i would i would give genesis like two i'd give it two i mean because we we use different scales because jammers has a four star which i've never got i don't no. like i don't like the four star I, I use five star but what i don't do is i so never does go the rest of the fucking yeah. world <laughs> but i i i hate i don't use half stars ever i never want to do half stars and and sometimes that means that i have to be mean you know, so there or might be overly generous, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I don't like half stars. I mean, I just don't. I just don't. Sorry, guys. Um, but I would give, I'd give Genesis two, and yeah. and I don't, I don't even think that's being generous. I think that Genesis is a is a decent story. Um, it's it's 
probably unintentionally hilarious, like the bit when Caveman Riker gives Picard the finger, and uh, we all, we all <laughs> knew we all knew that's what Jonathan Frakes was doing. Um, <laughs> but um, wasn't it? Doesn't Deanna Troy become like a like a fish or a... some some kind of lizard reptile? Yeah, salamander, space salamander. Oh, she definitely had her way with Spot. Um, and and um, and I was about to call him Klingon. <laughs> Token Klingon. Uh, that's horrendous. Um, yes, uh, Worf. Um, <laughs> Worf, Worf became Worf became something else entirely, um, which uh, which was incredibly entertaining. But yeah, no, I I don't I don't Jammers is sometimes very hard on some of these episodes. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, Jamas is a fan of Star Trek. If you're impartial, you can give these episodes like one going, what is this shit? Um, yeah, but I think when you're too deeply involved, the best episodes are just transcendent and the worst is like, I don't know, eating dog shit for a really <laughs> labored comparison. But let, let me ask you a question. So, so you raised these three episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's rank them. Right, we've only got three. We've only got three. Um, and and let's argue for five minutes. Um, Rank you in terms of quality or poor quality? No, no, no. Just, just your. So we're ranking them in in quality and and also quality and our personal enjoyment of them. So in last place, Chris, what are masks. you? What... <laughs> we're in agreement on masks. <laughs> um, so it's we're in a fight for the top spot. <laughs> Right, so yeah, so what would you then put as number one? The best one, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, the, the best. Wow, <laughs> yeah, using that term incredibly loosely. <laughs> um, I might have to say Sub Rosa. <laughs> I know that what. When he reanimates Beverly's grandma, I'm sorry. That's just so great that it's bad that it's great. I'm so confused. And also, any any sequence of you didn't let that be <laughs> What I then, love is when Picard comes in, and he's like, "Who are you? Where are you from?" And then starts the massive Inquisition. Um. Yeah. I. Ooh, yeah. I'm kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, if I gave Genesis two stars, I'd have to give Sub Rosa two stars. And I don't know if I can bring myself to do that. So you probably but, put Genesis first. I don't know. But at the same time, the, the, one of, the one of these three episodes that goes in the middle must surely be the worst. Because it's the <laughs> one that we don't feel the strongest about. Yeah, we, we don't Ooh, strongly dislike yeah. it or we it, don't strongly like it. We don't, it must be the worst, right? It, it's like not reacting to a wrestler. Like, a boo is still a reaction. A cheer is a reaction. No reaction. It's just murder. Getting some X-Pac heat. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know because the thing is, is I can you and I, if we stick on Sub Rosa, I will laugh until I need to get up to go and get another beer from the fridge, um, and then I'll laugh some. <laughs> so more. approximately three seconds. What are you saying? What are you Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that that might be a good plug for our upcoming Star Trek and booze pilot. Um, yeah. Look. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, I am going to put. Oh fuck! I've kind of booked myself into a corner. I might have to retroactively downgrade Genesis. 
because I think I'd put I think I put Sub Rosa at, at the top because mm. it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so I mean, funny. That's why it beat um, Genesis for me. The comedic edge. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I, I cannot stop laughing at Sub Rosa. You know, and it's not even like awkward, like, oh, no, I'm watching this with my mum and, uh, you know, Bev is, is all horny. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, yeah, so Sub Sub. I mean, Sub <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say the name. <laughs> Sub Rosa wins. Uh, Genesis in second. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't give a shit about Genesis, though, because Genesis is is has some entertainment value. And uh, and yeah, masks. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, the less said about that, the better. Okay, if I was to give you, I was gonna say, if I give you these three episodes, okay, of Voyager. Now I'll give you a brief synopsis in case you've forgotten what they are, because I know you're not as up on Voyager. As, as I am. So if I said to rank these three, spirit folk, <laughs> <laughs> the fight, <laughs> and rise. No. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. I thought I'd just throw it in there. Dude, I think you've just given me some sort of disease. <laughs> Incidentally, I was going to say the disease. <laughs> I honestly think that is that is oh that is the arse end of the Delta Quadrant. Those three, um, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> That's like saying, would you rather eat shit, piss, or vomit? Fucking fuck me. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So, all right. So, I need to rank these in terms of of you know, so so lowest to highest quality. All right. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's hard, Chris. That's so hard. That's harder than than season seven of TNG. I've, I've just is... forgotten the ones I said. So it was Spirit Folk, Rise. Oh. The other one I've forgotten already. The or uh, or the fight. I would rather die. <laughs> no, no, that's, <laughs> that's a bit. It's a bit extreme. Um, no, I mean, you, you remember last week when we were talking about. Um, the 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 literal trifecta of Rector in season three. <laughs> yes, um, that run uh, of episodes. Oh, was it? Um, <laughs> was it Darkling, Dark? Rise, and Favorite Son. Oh, and then you're ah. followed by Before and After, Real Life, and Distant Origin, which is a yeah, trifecta but, of immense quality. Yeah, and and that saved it because you could literally go right. If I just plow forward, if I literally just stick the if I just stick the bit in and bite down really hard, get through these three episodes, I am rewarded. <laughs> I am rewarded for my faith of the heart. Uh, these episodes that you've given me, no way in a billion years <laughs> would I watch them in sequence to get i mean we're probably doing that next uh, next week aren't we we're gonna watch these together um my word all right okay so oh no this is this is hard Chris, i'm just trying is... to think to myself <sighs> this is this is literally like shit piss and vomit <laughs> i'm literally just trying to think to myself what are the redeeming qualities of each episode and then trying to rank the redeeming qualities against one another and i've got nothing <laughs> I literally have got nothing. Right. Okay. All right. That, that, oh, Jesus. Um. Okay. Let's do this. 
Um, I think I've got my order. I think I've got my order. All right, okay. So in last... (laughs) (laughs) It's like Um, your trigger word. In in last place... (laughs) I think I know what this is going to be. Why have you done this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Right, in last. <laughs> I literally, all three of these deserve to be last. <laughs> but if you, if you got a gun and pointed that gun at my head, um, then then I, I had to make a decision. <laughs> I shit. <laughs> I <laughs> right. <clears throat> Collect yourself, track lad. Be professional. Um, in third place. <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just buying time. You weren't actually finding this funny. You were just laughing to buy time. No, I'm crying. I'm not laughing. This is horrendous. Um. <laughs> In in oh god, I I'm doing what you're doing. I'm trying to go through the episodes to try and make sense. <laughs> make sense. Uh, in um oh man, this is horrible. Uh, in last oh, place, man, fuck those. Um, in last place, I am putting oh, the fight, <laughs> the fight, the fight. The fight, in my opinion, is probably the worst episode of Voyager ever. Yeah, okay. I uh, I think I would agree because it's just pure nonsense wrapped around <laughs> a leaf that is a nonsensical techno babble plot that makes no sense ever. Um, and you know, and I feel, re- and it's also like literally the straw that broke Chakotay's back. And, uh, you know, and it's just like, and the thing that gets me every time I watch the episode is how every f- time you've watched what? it more than once. I, I have. Um, why, why is Boothby a fight, a boxing trainer? Like he's Boothby a is everything. No, Boothby is a gardener. Boothby planted the seed that became that giant tree that Tilly hugged in discovery. Right? Have you seen the shots of that being made where she's just like hugging a blue screen? It's pretty amusing. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Tilly, Tilly's, I mean, fine actress, fine actress. Um, right, but look, look, Boothby has no place. No place. I mean, the reason why they got him is because he looks a lot like Rocky's trainer. Does he? He looks like he a gardener. He, he does look like a gardener. <laughs> because he is. Uh, right, in uh, in second, um, which, uh, and I'm going to explain this in a second. Okay. Um, in second is um, Rise. <sighs> Stunned yeah. silence. And why is that? Because I will confess, I have not seen Rise in a few years. Because when I go through, I tend to skip Rise. But I just, won't it's... skip Spirit Folk. Yes. Well, I mean, Spirit Folk is still terrible. Is let's not let's not mince words or anything. Let's not make no mistake. Spirit folk is still hideously bad. But I'll explain why it's the least, uh, the least worst of, of the, the, the uh, least of, worst. The least worst. Um, yeah, rise. It's just it's it's 
it doesn't hold attention. Uh, the special effects are horrendous. Um, it's a Neelix story. Um, it's <laughs> Neelix mostly annoying Tuvok until the end. Neelix almost gets Tuvok killed as well. Um, the special <laughs> effects are just horrendous, even by uh, the late nineties standard. Um, and and it was also slap bang in the middle of the sandwich of shit in season three. So <laughs> for, for that reason, I mean, I have to stick it in the middle of the sandwich of shit that is the worst list you've ever given me, the worst <laughs> list you will ever give me. Yeah, um, you spent, I think we spent over 10 minutes discussing this and slash laughing about it. I mean, it's mostly just laughter and the sound of my soul slowly <laughs> seeping out, out of, of my body. Yeah. Um, Spirit Folk gets um, top billing. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> the I wouldn't, honor. wouldn't be proud of that, guys. Um, because, I mean, the production value is quite good. Uh, I like the fact that they shot on location or, or shot somewhere anyway. And, um, you know, the costumes are good. <laughs> there's, a, there's a cow in the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cow's the best bit. The, the bit that n- I never understand with the episode is when they... Sh- so when the holograms shoot... So the safety is on on the holodeck to our knowledge right okay so the safety's on and then someone shotguns the console and then the safeties magically turn off and i'm always watching it going how continuity (laughs) how um but but yeah it's just um so what came first the safety protocols or the violence like yeah, chicken and, the egg. You know, and I guess you could argue, I guess you could kind of say, well, there was a malfunction and that could have caused the safeties to, to go off. But it, it just, it takes... Before a... they went off? No, I, no, it's bollocks, isn't it? It's bollocks. Well, of course it is, uh, yeah. <laughs> not trying um, to apply logic to a deeply incoherent <laughs> mess. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I also have a bit of an issue with Janeway and uh, the Irish dude in it. I mean, they're all Irish, but... Um, the 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 guy she kind of she makes him taller and she deletes the wife and all that kind of stuff and I'm just like you could not do that with a dude if you that's had a dude not spirit folk though is it that's Fairhaven yeah I know but I mean it's still she's it's still f- banging him by spirit she's still, folk yeah she's still but I mean it's it's still the fact that it's the same character so it's kind of a logic it's a sequel episode to to Fairhaven but I'm just kind of like you could not do that if, <laughs> if that was a, if that was a guy you couldn't say I want you to make that character's boobs a bit bigger and I want you to make her more sleazy. And you couldn't do it. I mean, they did it in Total Recall. <laughs> well, she's essentially doing the complete opposite of that. She's like, make him more learned. Delete the wife, obviously. And but but they also but they did the same make him taller though, which is like I mean oh, as, yeah, as, as as someone who is under six foot, I'm always triggered when when someone goes, <laughs> How tall are you? Um I'm just like that's not fair. How much do when, you weigh? When I was <laughs> online dating, I would always like, I'd obviously, I'm quite short. I'm only 5'7". So, you know, you look through profiles. I'm like, oh, she seems quite, oh, 5'8". Oh, she's at 5'9". And for me, I'm like, <laughs> I can get over it a little bit. So if they're like an inch or two taller than me, I can get on with my life. But you literally look at some women's profiles and they say, will not date man under 5'10". And I was like, oh, that's a shame. You seem quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, it's just kind of like if you, if I went on a profile and said, I will not date you if you're over a certain weight, I just, it's unfair. Really. Oh, absolutely. You, know, yeah. you wouldn't do it. You'd, you'd get, <clears throat> you'd get chased out of town and uh, no one would, you know, I, I wouldn't do that anyway. Um, My and, absolute uh, favorite one was, I was, again, was looking through the profile. I'm like, oh, she's ticking all the boxes. Get to the bottom. I will not date anyone called Chris. <laughs> 
no word of a lie. And I was like, she got, oh. She's got a point. Yeah, we are all douchebags. <laughs> Douche nozzles. I mean, the same same can be said about all Trek lads as well, really. Um, yeah. for, for Thankfully, sure. there's um, only one. <laughs> that we know of um <laughs> but uh but but yeah no it's it's uh, but anyway that's that's my issue aside so so ranking these episodes the fight in third rise in second these are all subject to change i might change them in five minutes in fact, i think we're going to open episode three and you're just going to go chris it's now the fight spirit folk darkling i, was like, I didn't even give you darkling exactly i no, I, i'm now changing it i'm now changing it um, okay okay Spirit folk is third. Um, no. <laughs> no. Don't do that. No, I I do think that um, for me the it would the least enjoy because the thing is right is everybody goes oh yeah threshold is unanimously the worst episode of Voyager I'm like it's not unanimously the worst episode of Voyager I'd put it in my top ten. Well, it lives in infamy, doesn't it? I wouldn't put it in my top ten, by the way, but I'm just I'm just being difficult. I I mean <laughs> the thing to is right. Me. The, the, no, the thing is right is the episode is pretty damn decent until the last five minutes when it feels to me like the writer just kind of just went fuck it. I'm off to lunch. <laughs> so how should we end this plot? We've got to get into the actors by tomorrow. SpaceX oh, salamanders. <laughs> SpaceX and they abandon the kids. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a um college writing exercise where they give you two words like for your beginning and your end and you have to just write a narrative to get from point a to point b do you know what i reckon happened this is what? my actual theory as to what happened right okay. okay so someone had written this draft it's gone through a couple of revisions it gets to the point where it's practically ready to go all right this this final draft it's, a, it's an absolute masterpiece it's all to do with you know the the psychological effects of exceeding warp 10 and being everywhere and everyone at the exact same time i reckon they lost the last two pages <laughs> I reckon there was a disaster or something and, and they lost the last two pages of the script, that final draft. And they, they couldn't go back because the the final two, you know, the, the final two pages weren't in any of the previous drafts. And uh, they just went, shit, we're about to start filming. What do we do? And then, like, I don't know who the showrunner was at the time. Michael Piller uh, was just like, ah, shit, and just wrote some stuff down on a cocktail napkin. And that became the ending of Threshold. It, it is kind of like when you're at university and you're writing your essay or dissertation, and you haven't saved, and then something happens, and then you try and rewrite the same content, but you don't do it instantly because you've just spent three hours writing it. So you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You can't quite remember it, so you just write some shite about salamanders instead and just hope for an A. And then you you get upset when you give them an F. <laughs> to people listening, don't pretend you haven't done that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you, the thing is, is I'm willing to kind of overlook the the ending being bollocks by the fact that the setup was decent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it doesn't really make much sense that they solved Warp 10 by sitting around a table in Neelix's mess and going, oh, yeah, um, because <laughs> why, why hadn't someone done that before? To be, fair, um, to be fair, if you're anywhere on Voyager, you're sitting within Neelix's mess. <laughs> was it I mean, was it you that i was saying that like what would you what would you imagine voyager smells like leo larue <laughs> i think that was me and you yeah just leo larue everywhere mm. and and i reckon leo larue smells like 
like mud that's been set on fire with uh, a banana. <laughs> well, he's saying the um, the Delta Flyers podcast that anytime they needed some kind of alien food, they'd basically just visit the Asian market in Los Angeles and buy that and maybe like two different pieces of food from different cultures and just combine them together to create something that looked vaguely alien. I mean, that's kind of offensive towards Asian yeah, cultures. quite. I mean, yeah, what what do I need? I'm going to go down the world food aisle and just chuck some <laughs> shit together. Um, that's someone's fucking cuisine That's that they've worked hard to put together. Uh, but but no, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, fresh threshold is is not as bad as uh, as they say. I mean, it's still bad. <laughs> it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not... It's, do you know what it's not? It's not the fight. <laughs> I'd fight for it to not be the fight. Anyway. Can, can, I, can, I, can oh, I just mention quickly the, yep. um, the, <clears throat> the literally two episodes in, in both episodes, we have ragged on Voyager. Oh, I love Voyager. Yeah, can I you? Do. Can you? I mean, you just need to kind of put the story straight, just in case somebody has reached the fifty-six minute mark and they've not gone and you know <laughs> unsubscribed and unfollowed. Can you? Can you just help us understand how much Voyager means to you? Well, I think once we played a game, and I think we need to do a live Banderprise episode of this, where I'm not. I can no, I, no, no, yes, I'm not yes, doing we that. Should. No, yeah, I'll be embarrassed. Where I can identify the Voyager episode within the first ten seconds. Like, that's how much I love it. I've seen all the episodes multiple times, and I adore them. Everything I'm saying about how shit they are comes from a place of love. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking Uh, of things that I love, according to Trek Core, on November 5th, so today, in 2003, Twilight aired for the first time. What? And do you know what's in Twilight? The Zindi weapon. (laughs) That's a segue masterpiece. It is, and I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. I contacted my brother, who's got a 3D printer, and he 3D printed me Voyager once. That's how much I love it. Um, And I said, hey, if I got you to print something on your 3D printer, like how much would it cost me? And he said, he's like, okay, what do you want printed? And I said, well, it depends if you've got plans for it, because you have to basically download plans to print these things. But if not, I'm hoping you can model it and he said, okay, well, what is it? And I just sent him a picture of the weapon. And he was like, <laughs> bit beyond me. And I was like, oh, I nearly have my very own Zindi weapon. All right. So, I mean, what are you, were you just telling me that your brother's incompetent? Well, in so many words, yes. But when you look at it, and I think this is honestly, we spoke about this last episode, it is incredibly intricate when you look at it and the design. So I'm surprised no one... I'm not surprised that no one's actually modelled it. No, no, I no, I disagree, right? All you need to get is a fucking round sphere, right? Paint it black, chuck some green, little black green blobs at it, right? And and stick it in the far corner of your room and squint really hard and it will kind of look like the Zindi super weapon. It is not hard to no. make it. No, it's it's no more complicated than the Borg sphere. In fact, do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do, Chris? I for Christmas, okay, I mm. am going to I'm going to get a, a ball somehow. I'm going to get some sort of sphere. It's going to be 
bloody difficult to get out of my house, but I'm going to do it for you, Chris. And, <laughs> and, and I'm going to make you a Zindi super weapon. That's what I'm going to do. That would be phenomenal. It's going to be shit. It's going to be shit. You're going to, when, when you look at it, you're going to have to squint and probably put one hand over your eye. <laughs> and, and get drunk and and have all the lights turn off and it will kind of look like the Zindi super weapon. But I will do that for you because I love you and because Eagle Moss are not going to do it. You could literally just give me a grey sphere and I'll be like, oh my God, the Zindi weapon. I could. I could. Or what I could do is I could um, jab you really hard in both eyes and then like give you a ball and just kind of have some sandpaper wrapped around it and go, there's the Zindi super weapon. That's an even better idea. I'm not going to do it though because I appreciate you and um, I'm I don't want to do that and and also I might get arrested. It doesn't no, I, I didn't, not I didn't, if I give you consent? Why would you give me consent to jab your eyes? <laughs> because it means having a Zindi super weapon. Oh, I mean the lengths you'll go for this Zindi super weapon <laughs> is is honestly extraordinary. But uh, I I love it and I love you and uh, Chris. We've pretty much reached the end. Hmm. It's not the end of our fri- not the end of our friendship. I mean, we would reach the end of our friendship if I did jab your eyes out, um, because I wouldn't expect a Christmas present. But um, I won't yeah, be able dude, to see you anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, we've reached the end. Episode two of the Vanterprise. Um, Chris, I uh, I love you tremendously. Uh, where can you be found on Even on the on the internet? On don't don't dox yourself. Don't give us don't give us your home address. Well, with the handle ChrisW90UK, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, probably Facebook. I don't know. Just shove it in Google and see if I come up. I probably will. There'll probably be a few articles there as well, some news stories about Chris and stuff. But, um... Yeah, if you ever want a good time, <laughs> that was a bad way of opening this next bit. But if you're ever bored, <laughs> just search your birthday and Florida man on Google. <sighs> And you'll find some kind of news report of a Florida man doing something bananas on your birthday. Let's do so, it right now. Yeah, Let's so do it just right to now, finish, so. yeah. Let me just get Google up. Right. So, so what is it, Michael? So you go Florida. No, it's not your name. So do Florida man, yeah, and then Florida your man. birthday. So I'm gonna put February fourteenth. I've got <laughs> Florida man caught on camera licking doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two that I have to read out because they're brilliant. Uh, okay. <laughs> Florida man tries to order burrito at bank drive-through. Uh, <laughs> thinks it's Taco Bell. I mean, that's that's relevant. Easy uh, mistake. This one, I <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I should not laugh. Um, a 24-year-old man has been charged with breaching the peace and resisting an officer after throwing a chair across a steak and shake restaurant. And he's got the same beard as me, and it's terrifying. It might actually be me. There we go. Christ. Um, Amazing. Cool. That was a fun way to end. Yeah, it was. It was. Chris, you're a legend. Um, You've you've already told me where you can be found. Uh, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, YouTube at uh, TrekLads. Do give me a follow, and uh, we will see you next time, next week, for more debauchery on the Banterprise. Do come and join us. Bye. See you then. Bye. 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 Yeah. Yeah.